Broadcasting live from the Out of the Boat Ministry headquarters, you're listening to Cast the Net. Now here's your hosts, Matt Hynas and Sean Fraunfelder. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to thank you for uh, another blessed day. We want to thank you for uh, just an incredible opportunity that you've placed in front of us today. Lord, today's moved the hills for us. Uh, Lord, uh, we pray for all the people that are going to uh, show up, the people that you're going to uh, send. Lord, we pray that they um, see your love, they feel your love. Lord, we pray that um, something happens today, whether it's a conversation or uh, a gesture or something happens that sparks something in them. Um, to, to soften their heart, um, to start a relationship with you. Um, Lord, we, um, we pray for conversations that are going to be, uh, that are going to happen today. Uh, Lord, we pray that you uh, put people in our path uh, to be able to share your gospel. Uh, Lord, we, um, we know this is just a small gesture. Uh, Lord, we, we ask that you... Um, just bless the day. Uh, Lord, once again, you've given us uh, amazing weather uh, for this event. Um, Lord, we're just looking forward to the laughter, looking forward to um, the, the friendships, the, the doing life together. Uh, Lord, we just look forward to this day um, each year because we get to see you uh, work in mighty ways. Um, so, Lord, we... We pray that everything that we do today is pleasing to you. Um, Lord, again, we thank you for all that you do. Lord, we love you, and we want to pray this in the holy, powerful, spotless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And welcome to Castanet Podcast number 26. This is the Rod Woodson. Yes, Rod Woodson, 26. Edition. Great Steeler. 2626er. Brought to you by Out of the Boat Ministries. My name is Sean Fraunfelder, and I'm joined once again with Matt Hines. Yeah, happy Move the Hills Day, fellas. Mm. And Adam Shine is on the soundboard again. Hello. It's our Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl Saturday for Out of the Boat. Although Super Bowl's on Sundays, but whatever. Well, <laughs> uh, this would be also <laughs> the equivalent to World Series Game 7. Oh, okay. Christmas. Um, Daytona okay. 500 for you NASCAR fans. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is it. Yeah. Biggest day of the year. Yep. So um, so for those of you who don't uh, know of Move the Hills, uh, we started this. This will, be your, year, this will be year six. Year six. Uh, we started it uh, just with a single concert. I had uh, the band Disciple come in. And then it's kind of grown from there. The Lord really led us in that first year to start this, and He's led us um, to, you know, kind of change mm. and kind of morph this into what it originally was. Um, you know, there's still a vision that I believe He gave me on the first first year. Um, I don't think we're we're not quite there yet, but but I can see the progression kind of moving there. Yeah. Um, mm. But all the stuff that's happened from during Move the Hills and from Move the Hills, the relationships that we've built, the um, just the stuff that we've we've seen 
God do? I mean, yeah. a couple of years ago when, when it was raining like a half mile away, there was a downpour mm. and there's, and it's actually sunny where we're at. Cause we're setting up the yep. stage at the time. Unbelievable. Um, you know, the, the year that we saw the rain cloud basically back behind the stage and kept the rain away. Um, the one year where he just kind of cleansed the streets in the, in the morning and I still remember that picture. He took that picture downtown, and everything was still wet. The barriers were up. I think the sound, the sound truck had just pulled up or something. Um, and but come afternoon, everything was bone dry. Um, but some of the images that I always have of Move the Hills is just like the kids playing in the streets. It's it's kind of like a. I always look view it as like a. It's like a big family reunion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we've had demonic possessions yes. with people around. Um, we've seen people get saved. Yes. Um, we've, um, we've seen people join our, our group uh, from this. Um, I mean, heck, just today, just from the relationships that we built through that, this event, you know, we have Josh's wife, Kate's here uh, from the protest. Drove about four hours to be yep. here. Come over to help out. Uh, so these are all relationships that, um, you know, God has blessed us with. Um, and, and you've said this before. Had we not done this, would we still be saved? Yeah. Yep. But look at the relationships and look at the experiences and look at the, the closeness um, look at all the stuff that we would have missed, though. But I guess this is part of my part of my question for today: is what other stuff have we missed, though, because we didn't hmm. follow through, hmm. because we didn't follow the Lord, because fear got a hold of us, because our human logic. You know, jumped in and said, "Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Probably, probably shouldn't do that. That won't work." I'll give you. A, I'll give you an example. It, it, first thing that popped in my head. Um, so, this is just a little teaser for a future show. Um, one of the guys in our group is named James Stebleton. Um, lovingly known to us is JTB mm-hmm. or James the Baptist. <laughs> um, there is no stranger to James. He knows no stranger. And James's gift is he will talk to anybody, anywhere, at any time about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care what you look like. He doesn't care how old you are, how young you are. He doesn't care if he's carrying three crates of eggs and he has to set them down. He's going to talk to you. And so um, we're at Walmart last night finishing up getting some of the food and some of the backpack supplies that were given away today. And uh, as we head out into the parking lot, we've, we're packed up. We're saying, hey, we're going to meet you down at the headquarters in a few minutes. And here comes a guy walking. And uh, I got to tell you, the, the guy just had this look on his face like he was having a really bad day, tough mm-hmm. time. Um, and I hear JTB say, hey, homie, how you doing, man? <laughs> and, and I turn around and, and the guy stops and that's James's gift. And so 
within about 30 seconds of a conversation, and I'm not going to get into the conversation that they had, but it was very short. And the guy must have said something, and James says, I want to pray with you right now. Mm. Is that okay? And the guy's like, yeah. So here they are in Walmart's parking lot, and James just says this really short prayer, just asking the Lord to be with this guy and the things he's going through and the Lord to bless him, and he thanks the Lord. I, I guarantee you who that horn's honking is. Sorry, folks. But here's the deal. <laughs> when it was all said and done in a quick, less than two minutes, James says, amen. And this guy who James has never met before, who we find out a little bit later, doesn't even live in this state, gives James the biggest hug as if they'd been long lost brothers mm. from the first grade. So what's that have to do with your question? How many of those people have I walked by? Mm. Because right. what did I do? <laughs> I started calling you guys. You're not going to believe what I just saw in Walmart parking lot. When I get here to the building, we're unloading. I'm telling people, you, you won't believe what James just did. And the biggest thing that I felt driving here after that experience was, number one, James has a gift from God. Number two, that guy's night has been made. That guy will walk five levels higher mm -hmm. because of that. And so that's my answer to your question. How many people have, has God walked right by me that I completely whiffed, that I never said, hello, hey, how are you, that I never purposefully engaged because that's James's gift. He purposefully engages people with simple conversation so that quickly he can pray for them or share Jesus. Um, and I know there's probably been people that there just could have been great blessing for me to pray with or get to know um, that, uh, that I've just whiffed on. Yep, me too. Uh, he's definitely a, a, a great example to uh, look at, look up to, because um, he is good. He's gifted at it, but we are called. To, we are all called to do what he is doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean, I can, I know, think, I can think in my mind specific times where God said, "Hey, you should probably go talk to that guy." And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if you're really telling me that. Well, if I think he is, then what's it going to hurt to go ahead and start talking to that guy, right? I mean, God's right. still not telling me to talk to that guy. There's nothing bad that's going to come out of a conversation with somebody that is purposeful to glorify God, right? right. Whether he tells me or not, <laughs> or I mm -hmm. think so, I'm not sure. If there's any, if there's any, any hesitation on that, then I've missed an opportunity, whether he is pushing me for that opportunity or not. Um, so, I don't know. We were in line checking out, and I was having a conversation with Miller. Miller was telling me about this guy who had called him. Someone he knew, I, I want to say worked at the plant with him years ago, but he lives up in Boston now. He's going through a divorce. Real quick, he met him at a football game at Ohio Stadium. Okay, that's what it was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, just had only had a couple conversations with the guy. It wasn't like they're long, you know, long lost friends on the way to group on Thursday night he gets a phone call from this guy because um, he's going through a divorce and felt that Miller was who he needed to talk to mm -hmm. now 
I say that on the so if you compare this guy's reaction that JTB talked to and this guy that called Miller, the, the, the thing that I found was look how lonely people are. Mm. Oh, yeah. So the guy walking through the par- parking lot at Walmart, it's almost like he doesn't have anybody to talk to, didn't have anybody to turn to. I mean, he gives James... Um, you know, a hug like they hadn't seen each other in 10 years, although they'd never met. Um, you have this guy, Colin Miller, from Boston. Um, and here's the thing, too. The guy who calls Miller, like, he's very well-to-do. I mean, the guy's got, don't hold this against him, but he has season tickets to the Patriots. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Cheaters. But, you know, he's got some... But again, that shows you can have disposable income and still be lonely. Um, so my reflection on that was look at us as to how blessed, you know, what God has done for us here that I don't want us to take it, I don't want us to brush over. There are so many men that are walking around out there who are alone who are trying to do life alone. They don't have a group of, of guys to do life with. They don't have a relationship with Christ. They're struggling in their marriage. They're struggling at work. They're struggling, you know, financially. They just don't have. And you engage these people. I mean, they're they're softballs. Yeah. The Lord mm. is literally throwing softballs at us, and we're still whiffing. You know, you heard me describe the man that JTB engaged last night. You just heard me mm-hmm. describe him. I obviously saw the hurt or the pain or whatever it was that he was dealing with, but there was never that click in my mind to, I should engage him to see what that burden is he's carrying. It, it never came. Um, and I do want to throw a little bit more to the story that Sean was just uh, talking about with this gentleman from New England. Is it possible to be a gentleman and be from New England? I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, oxymoron, but I digress. <laughs> um, they met at Ohio State football game when uh, they happened to be seated beside one another. Um, they kept in contact after that, um, maybe once a month via text. Um, this man had his son with him. Matt had his son with him. Um, The man would send his son down maybe for a week through the summer to stay with them. And then um, I think they went up there for a a game one time as as his guest. But it's not like they talk every night on the phone. Matt told me that he probably texts with him maybe once every two weeks, very superficially. Hey, how you doing? But at some point in those conversations over those last several years, this man obviously knows that Matt's a follower of Jesus in whatever conversations that they've had. And so I think it just gives more to the story, the very fact of all the people this guy knows through his life. Right. That he tells Matt, you were the only one I knew I could call. I mean, that, that's something. That's something. Um, 
that's something that would have never happened if Matt just sat up there and watched a football game and didn't engage with the guy to the left of him. Mm-hmm. But I've done many times. Right. You know? Most I'm just, people. I'm sitting with my people. We're having a conversation. The people over here, they're having their own conversation. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, Miller just took the time to have a conversation with somebody. And now God is able to use him to be in this guy's life in a, in a rough time in his life and to kind of show Jesus through that. So, so this leads into the scripture that I had for tonight, today. We always do these on such different times. I never really, um, it's out of Jeremiah. I'm sure everybody would be familiar with it. So this is Jeremiah's calling. Jeremiah 1 starts with uh, verse 4. Now the, now, the Lord, now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So the reason I want to talk about this is, so we, we fully believe in the fact that the Lord knew you hmm. before the foundations of the earth were even formed. All right. But the second part of that is he had a plan for Jeremiah. All right. Um, because God has a plan himself. And he needs that plan to be carried out. And how is this plan carried out? It's through people who he believes in, or who believes in him, but also believe that he can have non-believers still carry out his will. But I guess just the thought process that God knew that that guy at Walmart was going to need something. So James is created knowing that this is, this is something that God needs done, so God created James to do that. All right. God wanted move the hills to happen. So he created us to carry that out. Now, had we not listened, that's fine. He'll find someone else. Right. Um, and his, his plan will still get carried out but we'll miss being a part of that. So it's just a fact of um, sometimes we complain about where we're at in life and we're right exactly where God Hmm. wants us to be. Hmm. Now, we may not like it. We may be uncomfortable. We may disagree. We may complain. um, But you are exactly where God wanted you to be. Um, The reason that I don't live at Hilton Head is because God wanted me here in Logan. Um, you know, the reason that you two are here in Logan is because this is where God wants you. For whatever reason, God, God's plan for Logan um, involved a small men's ministry. And had we not followed through with where we felt he was leading us, we would still be saved. 
God's plan still would be going on. It may be some other church group or some other who whatever that is putting on a backpack shoe giveaway and all that stuff. And and the three of us are just sitting at home saying, oh, it's really nice for them to do. Um, so his plan still would have been carried out, but it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been with us. Um, so that was kind of the part of, I don't know, what was laid on me earlier this week of the fact of um, God had a plan for Move the Hills, and he needed that plan to be carried out, and he laid that on us. But he knew that before the foundations of the earth was, was laid. Let me talk about that a little bit. I, I, I sense... Um, I'm not a prophet, but I sense there are some people listening to this podcast. Obviously, they're not listening to it right this very second, but they will be at some point. That might not fully understand what the depths of the what that statement is. Is that they might not maybe believe that before they ever were created, God knew them. He knew their story. He knew what their life was going to be. So. Let me just speak to that for a quick second and hopefully bring a little bit of clarity or an aha moment for you. Um, have you ever thought about maybe when you were a child in school in writing assignments in English about writing a book? Or maybe you had to write like one chapter uh, of what would be a book. If you can imagine that, the reason the Bible says God knows us before we ever were born is because he created time. He exists outside of it. We are in the book. He knows the book. He wrote the book. And the reason that he can know where we are going to be throughout our entire life is because he is the author of the book. He can open up the book to any chapter he wants at any time, and he can read all about it. And so is he a God of free will? Absolutely. So the book can change sometimes. But because God exists outside of time, he can start at chapter 10 or he can start at chapter 1 in our lives. And he can see the decisions that we're making. But God knows what he wants for us, as you're talking about. He wanted for James to have that run-in with that gentleman. But God also knew that James could make these different life decisions on the way. But because he is the author of all things, he can come and go throughout that entire book as he pleases. And that's how he knows everything about us, because he's our author. He wrote us. Um, and hopefully that analogy maybe gives a little bit of understanding to some people that are listening that maybe have a hard time to comprehend. How can he know us before we're born? How can he know everything about our life that we're going through before we even were? Hopefully you find that a little bit helpful. Um, but I truly believe you're absolutely right. I remember um, Kevin Young from Disciple, last year's message that he gave at Move the Hills, where he talked about um, the 12 disciples. And he talked about the very fact that Judas chose not to do what the other disciples were doing. And so he talked about that in Revelation, it's that the foundations of the new heaven uh, have the names of all the disciples on there. And his specific point was Judas's name was supposed to be on that block. 
but because he chose to betray God, they had to choose another disciple. And so his challenge that night to everyone who was there was, listen, you still have a chance. If you're breathing, you still have a chance to have your name chiseled somewhere for God. But if you choose not to, he'll replace that name with somebody else's. But also knowing that Christ knew when he asked Judas to follow him. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Great point. I mean, so it, 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 it's trying to understand free will, but also knowing that God knows all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just kind of, it was one of the things that I've been thinking about throughout um, the week because, you know, you get a lot of, you know, like, why, why us? Um, you know, because there certainly anything isn't anything special about us, right? No, <laughs> um, you're right. But I also keep looking back at, I mean, think about TD. Mm. We we would none of us would ever would, none of us would know him. No, mm. um, uh, he very likely wouldn't have been here, right? I mean, um, you know, mine and you, you know, you and I had a relationship before Move the Hills, but us and Adam didn't. No. Nope. I mean, so it's all that stuff. So it's always this week, um, you know, you kind of reflect on what the Lord's done with this event and how it's, I don't want to be over dramatic, but how it's been life changing for uh-huh. us. Mm. Um, and we don't know the ripple effect that's gone to, um, you know, people who have come. Um, but man, sometimes you wonder to, to be a fly on the wall. I mean, what about the one family that came a couple years ago? They were all in different, different yeah. areas of the concert and come to find out they all, they all got saved that night yet. They didn't know about it. Yeah. I'm with you. That, that was an amazing story where you have these people who come from a different state they're not together, but when they all get ready to go home, they realize that they all gave their life to Christ that same night. Right. So, interesting breakfast the next morning. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine. You know, I, I think back often um, to the story of the first year. I won't mention mm-hmm. his name, but, uh, you know, we wanted to do something different that first year. We wanted to show these bands how much we loved them and get them off the road for a day. So they came a day early. Uh, Disciple came a day early, and we took them zip lining. We took them golfing in the morning, took them to BW3s for lunch, and then they went zip lining in the afternoon with different guys in the group who were, were golfing for the morning. That first year, it had been six years ago now, um, they're, they're on that zip line tour, and they chose when the guy said, hey, what do you guys do? What are you doing here? Where are you from? Well, you know, we're from Nashville or we're from, you know, southern Kentucky. And they're like, we're here for a show tomorrow night. And he goes, what? And they're like, yeah, we're a Christian rock show tomorrow night. What are you doing tomorrow night? You want to come? And so the tour guide said, "Eh, yeah. Hmm. I hopped on that tour bus right after the show, because my job that first year and the year since was to take care of the food for the bands. And so I was going on to let the band know, hey, we're going to have autographs set up and ready to go. In just a few minutes, food will be brought on your bus within the half hour. 
Kevin from Disciple said, did you see what happened out there? And I said, oh, yeah, it was amazing. He goes, no, no, no. Did you see who gave their life to Christ? I'm like, there was a bunch of people. And then he said, our tour guide from Mm -hmm. yesterday raised his hand. I've never, ever forgot that. You talk about God knew. Mm -hmm. God knew that this young man was going to be going through a lot of stuff in his life. God knew that he needed to be the tour guide for disciple when they hit that zip line. Mm. But God also knew that that young man had a choice that night. He could either choose to accept Jesus into his life and walk a new path, or he could not. But that's probably one of my, there's, they're all my favorite stories. Don't get me wrong. But because that was the first year, because there were a thousand people plus here that first year, and there were a lot of people that had their hand raised, but Kevin specifically saw his. Mm-hmm. And, and I can tell you this, he was as moved by that as we, we were moved by that. So I want to kind of connect this with, I don't know if it was the last podcast or one before, with the question that I've given to, to guys of the group, question that I've, I've given out here, as in, if if you weren't having it, if you didn't have any kind of you know constraints what would your what would you do for ministry um because that first year when you and I drove back from uh Washington courthouse um we never would have thought that where we're at right now <laughs> would be going on. We would have thought mm-hmm. that is a complete pipe dream. There's no way we'll get to the point where we'll have, what did we have last year, four or five bands? Four? Uh, at least four. Four bands. That we give away hundreds of shoes, backpacks, all that. We have a complete downtown kind of mini festival. We never would have imagined because how many people basically said, that we're crazy yes. for the first one. A bunch. Yeah. I, I may not have said it to Jamie when he called me, but I sure was thinking it. I was on board. I was ready to come and help him. Like, they're going to do what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was skeptical, uh, you know, but then he's done that and done so much more in the past six years than I could have ever imagined. Right. So that being said, any of the dreams that you have, any of the things that the Lord has put in your in your mind, anything that is pulling your heart to do something ministry-wise is going to advance the kingdom, don't sit on it. Because mm. if we would have sat on it coming back from Washington Courthouse, mm. yeah. the Lord still could have you know, went after TD a different way. The Lord still could have went after Davis Kahn, you mm. know, and then and you know, the rest of, of the stories that's happened. But you wouldn't have been a part of it. Right. So we don't know what his plan is. You know, we can follow where we think he's leading us and we can read through scripture and we can go through wise counsel and we can do all that stuff. But just because you may sit there and think there's no possible way Mm. (laughs) that that could come about. Don't forget that six years ago, we would have thought today would have been the same. Yeah. If, 
if somebody would have said six years ago, do you believe that six years from today you will have had five unbelievably successful years with thousands of people showing up every year, countless numbers giving their life to Christ, countless seeds planted, countless people prayed over, prayed for, um, you know, over 500 backpacks given away full of school supplies, over 600 pair of brand new shoes given out. And with each and every one of those pairs given out, those individuals had their feet washed in the gospel of Jesus shared. You have a relationship with multiple bands, well known throughout the Christian community. Uh, you have a relationship with an international organization called Samaritan's Feet that put shoes on kids' feet across the world. Mm. I don't say all those things braggingly. I say mm. all those things absolutely humble mm. that God chooses us to do that. I would have said, you are absolutely nuts. Listen, <laughs> we're just trying to raise enough money to pull this off for one year. You're right. I really feel like I need to say something that you brought up very early about guys out there. If you're listening to this and you're a guy and you're not in a group, we need you in a group. If you're around here, we need you in our group. Out of the Boat Ministries, 57 West Hunter Street, Thursday night, 630. If you don't live near us, you live a couple states away, you're that one of two individuals who listen to us from Ireland, find, find a men's group in Ireland somewhere. Or, or start a men's group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're a guy out there and you're not sure about this Jesus thing, maybe you're like the guy from New England. Maybe you know one person who you've heard talk about Jesus. Call them today. Call them right now. And if you don't, reach out to us. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. We'd love to talk to you. We want to tell you what, what Jesus did for us. We want to tell you what he can do for you. Um, maybe you want to be that person. Maybe you've been following Jesus for a while, but the one thing you've never been comfortable with, like me last night, I saw that guy's pain, but I didn't say a word. Be, don't be afraid to step out of your boat. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and say hi to somebody. Hey, how you doing today? simple as that and then god will take over because that's what he did for yeah. us yep he said hey why don't you guys put on the show all he wanted from us was yes lord and then he did the rest of the work sure did that first year we needed over fourteen thousand dollars to pull that show off when we went and set the first person we sat down with was pastor steve hubbard from ebenezer baptist we said, we got this radical idea we want to put on this show. We had zero dollars. Zero. We were all thinking about what we had at home that we could basically get a loan on to pay for this. Even when Pastor Steve said, hey, you know what? I'm in for two grand at least. Count me in. We still needed 12 more to pull it off. <laughs> but what the Lord was looking for wasn't 12 more grand. He was just looking for that initial Yes, Lord, we'll do what you've asked us to do. All right, I'm done preaching now. <laughs> so, don't put God in a box. Mm. Uh, Just because so your mind can't take you there mm. um, doesn't mean that's not what the Lord's plan is. Yeah. Um, continue to follow, continue to mm. obey. Even when you think it might be crazy, 
because you never know what the ride's going to be like. Yeah. So with that, we need to get uh, we need to get rolling. We got a lot of things to do today. So got to put some feet to the ground. That's yeah. right. So we want to thank everybody for listening. Again, just like Matt said, if you have any questions about anything, if you want to reach out, if you just need somebody to talk to, um, reach out to us. Multiple ways you can contact us, um, outoftheboatministries.com uh, is our website. You can reach out there. Um, you can comment on on podcast. You can um, find us on Facebook. Yep. I think we're on Instagram. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think we one are. of the I think one of the Malachis takes care of the yep. um, Instagram. So there's multiple ways to reach out to us. Feel free to reach out to us. Um, if, like Adam said, if if you're feeling the tug that the Lord's saying, um, you know, there's not a there's not a group around where you're at, but He wants you to start it. And you need some guidance on that? Uh, reach out to us; we'd be more mm-hmm. than happy to to um, to help out. So, with that being said, either one of you got anything else? All right. I think so. You want to close this up, Matt? Yeah, let's pray. Boy, Lord, we uh, whew, I get emotional when I think about this day. It's it's truly the favorite day of the year, Lord, and we thank you for all you've done. It it truly is amazing. It's just so exciting to serve you. If you'd have told me 10 years ago, Lord, you're going to have fun serving me someday, I'd have said, boy, I don't know. So, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for the building we're in, for for this podcast, Lord, for the people that you've sent. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Lord, we, we, we thank you for the shoes. We thank you for the backpacks, the pencils, the crayons. It all matters to you. And so, Lord... Uh, just go, continue to go forward today, Lord. Continue to be with us. Lord, um, continue to put the people in front of us that need to be in front of us, Lord. Lord, we know there are people hurting, Lord. There are people that need to know about you. Lord, help us to be courageous as Casting Crown sings. Lord, help us to be willing to step out of our comfort zone for you, to be like JTB and, and, and just use the gifts and talents that you've given us. Mm. Lord, we just ask that the people that are hurting today would just be put in front of us like, like a lunch tray that we might get later on. Lord, that we can continue to serve you. Lord, that we can grow in you. Lord, that we can advance your kingdom. Because, Lord, everything that you have done for us is to glorify your son, Jesus. And that's what we want to do, Father. Lord, help us be humble. Lord, help us to say things that we need to say. Help Mm -hmm. us to say things that we don't need to say. Lord, I thank you for the men at the table here today. Lord, I I thank you for all the people who are coming here today to serve. Lord, just to hand a backpack out to a young child. Lord, just to talk to somebody and ask if they need help. Lord, we thank you for what you've entrusted us with. We know it's very precious to you. We ask these things in your precious name. Amen. 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 You've been listening to Cast the Net, a production of Out of the Boat Ministries. For more information, follow us on Facebook at Out of the Boat Logan or visit our website, outoftheboatministries.com.